Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beat you hear behind me right now and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it, and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show, I am Cole Brocato, Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. And sir, have you seen the terrible news that happened today out in, how do you say it, Punxsutawney? Punxsutawney? Close enough, sure. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that we have six more weeks of winter? And does that bother you? And does it bother you that we're still using a groundhog? Yeah, I can't for, think of anything that I care about less than Groundhog Day or why we pay attention to that nonsense. What about the movie? Like, does the movie intrigue you at all? Dude, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Me either. I don't feel like, well, I, I know it's like a cult classic. Is it a cult classic or did it do well box office-wise? Like, was it a hit? I don't know. Because that was like the peak of Bill Murray when that movie came out, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't. Know I don't if, remember. I don't know if it w- did well in box office or not. Huh. Interesting. I did see that. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Like, do we? Is that? Do we still take that seriously? I don't. As people, I don't really understand it. Like, why? Like, do you? Do you know that like forty thousand people gathered today for this Groundhog to see if it sees its shadow or not? Yeah. So I still get alerts from my one of the colleges i went to 
And I got an alert on my phone and it said, we are off today for Groundhog Day. <laughs> Groundhog's Day. Swear to God. Is the mascot like a groundhog or something from the college? No, no, it's a wolf. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Why? I've never heard. Why? I've never are, heard of that being a holiday that anyone was off for ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It, but it has nothing to do with the location of Poxitani Phil either. So I'm like, why? And I don't remember that. I don't ever. I mean, maybe it was just for something going on on the campus. And they just use that as sort of like a funny, I don't, I have no idea. I didn't look into it obviously, but I was like, okay, yeah, we're getting off, we're getting off for Groundhog's Day. That's cool. Uh, I thought that was bizarre. It's weird though. It's like, but, it, it's kind of, I think it's kind of like a, like people gather for that. And then after that's done, it's like, I don't know, like a big craft fair kind like, it's like a big fair yeah. basically for I mean, everyone, which I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. You want to bring the community together at the mercy of some little shit rodent. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen that that commercial, the Sam Adams commercial? Your cousin from Boston. You know, have you ever seen that bullshit? I don't know. Maybe. It's like the dumb cousin from Boston and he always gets like into trouble. Well, he walks into a bar with a case of uh which is actually a really good beer, Sam Adams Cold Snap. It's a winner lager uh-huh. and he goes i brought a uh, groundhog too and the cage is open he's like uh-oh and then like it just shows like from the point of view of the groundhog he's like terrorizing the bar okay uh i'm already tired of that commercial like i am sonic commercials <laughs> but also i got corrected apparently no one likes wendy's like i do we had the fast food conversation on yeah, the last show we and did I posted we a did. little clip we did yeah i posted a little clip and apparently i'm way off on wendy's I think it's great. I think it's anyway, we don't have to do that conversation again. But Does, apparently doesn't I'm, Wendy's I'm have like five different burgers and each one has like more patties? I thought oh, they, they do like, a triple. A, a triple? I thought they went bigger than that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, you might be. Okay. But the Frosties but, uh, are dope. I've never had one. I, I wouldn't, you, well, I because mean, you would shit your brains out if you ate one, probably. Dude, water makes me shit my brains out. So <laughs> I, I, at this point, it's just like, go for broke. Just get it and deal with it later. You really never had a Frosty? Wow, that's crazy. No. no. Are you like an ice cream ice guy, cream. though? It's, I love it. Well, dude, a Heath Concrete? Get right out of town. Yeah. No, but I mean, I try not to. Again, that talk about no. You are right, though. That makes me shit. Like I feel so terrible. That's one thing I always want when I'm sick. Like my wife always jokes is like, I know when you're not feeling good when you're like, hey, want to get ice cream? Because that's my my first. I don't know. It's weird. Whenever I have like a cold or, you know, something's going on with my throat or sinuses, I'm always like the first thing I want is something extra cold. Hmm. like ice cream just the the texture and the consistency of it and like you know makes sense for like a sore throat or whatever but i i don't know i i think i was told when i was a kid that like when you're sick don't you need to stay away from sore throat no well that but like i think i was told don't drink like don't eat or drink dairy dairy when right. you're when you're sick and that's always been like my i don't know i jammed into my mindset so anytime i, I even ignore, feel i ignored that 
<laughs> I was told that too. I think it's just sore throat though. It has something to do okay. because if you like, if you have an infection, you don't want to have dairy. Gotcha. Okay. But who knows, dude? I mean, it's all the same shit. Back to the groundhog and winter. Um, yeah, I'm over winter. I normally am a big fan. I mean, I am a big fan of winter, but so, you know, we had this, the ice storm here a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. the next morning, go to start my car, no go. And I'm like, what? Oh, really? What's going on here? And I'm checking, like, did I leave something on? No, everything's fine. And I'm trying, you know, of course, every car now is fucking, there's no keys anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember when you could, you, you had a, a real car that you put a key in mm-hmm. and you had to start it like that. Yeah. There was that little trick you had where you knew how to get it started. Well, now you just have a button and you're fucked. If it doesn't start, <laughs> you're fucked. And um, when I the first time I went to do it, it said your coolant temperature is too high. And I'm like, what? So I spent all day trying to figure out how to get this motherfucker started. And then finally I was like, all right, I'm calling a tow. I'm taking it to a shop. I'm not dealing with it anymore. And uh I needed a new battery. Ah. So it really had nothing to do with cold at all, but I'm still blaming it on the cold. Is this so, a newer a new car? Like a newer car? Or is this one you've had for a, quite a while? I mean, my car's newer, sure. Uh, the battery was four years old, so. I gotcha. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I the, I've always owned, I've never not owned SUVs, but one time in my life, every SUV I've had, battery life is shit. I've had different makes, different models. The battery always is about four to five years, and then you need a new one. Hmm. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of average. Well, no, it's like five to seven years. I don't know. This is definitely well, let me bo- tell you boring. This. boring. I once <laughs> drove a Honda Civic, and I'm telling you, I could have drove that thing into a lake, left it at the bottom, pulled it out 30 years later, yep. and it would have started. Yeah. It would have started. Yep. There would have been no confusion when I – that took a key. There would have been no confusion <laughs> when I put that key in and started. You probably like, could have took a screwdriver started. too if you really wanted to. I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I had a Honda – 42 miles to the gallon. I had a Honda Accord, that. man. Same same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those cars, I mean, I know a guy – he drove a Honda CRX, which, okay. by the way, if I ever see a Cherry CRX on the road, I'm knocking on the window and be like, "Can I buy that car from you? That or a Honda Prelude? Do you remember the Honda Prelude? I do. Yeah, still one of my favorite cars ever made. Really? Okay. Um. Oh yeah. If I ever see one of those, but um, he drove a CRX. He never changed the oil. Never, never had it tuned up. Basically, ran it into the ground or what you think would be. 15 years later still runs like a champ. <laughs> no, there's yeah, no, there's I no get, oil in it. It doesn't even take oil. It doesn't even no, need it oil. It doesn't anymore. even need it. I think he just puts fucking vegetable oil in it at this point. <laughs> I've not, I haven't seen the guy in a long time, so I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, it, it lasted a long, I know he didn't take care of it, which was really disrespectful because that, that car seriously could outlive all of us. And probably gets like 130 miles to the gallon. It's like 50. Yeah. Those old school CRXs, uh-huh. yeah, like 50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if the, the apocalypse happens, there's just going to be servers full of porn <laughs> and tweets from people that don't matter and Honda CRXs. <laughs> like that's what it's going to be. The world's going to explode. Everything's going to burn. 
and we're just going to have servers full of information that nobody wants and then Honda CRXs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I blame the cold weather, but it wasn't the cold weather. I just needed a new goddamn battery, which was so frustrating. I guess. So $400 later, after the new battery and paying for the tow, here I am. Dang. I am just running out of luck, dude. It has not been, you know, I thought 2023 was going to be um, a luckier year. So far, not so much. Yeah. Well, you told me, you told what me, right, you, go ahead. No, no, go. I was going to say, right before we got, we started recording, you were telling me that you got set straight on the, on your Dave Chappelle situation. I did. Uh, tell me what was, tell me what you were told about people who so this is you want me to read it this this came from someone who was actually there at the someone who was there at the show and listened to us talk about it okay i'll read it to you sweet and he will listen to this episode and know that he is featured my boy ag you know who you are shithead okay uh currently watching raised episode 134 just the little Chappelle show insight Getting in wasn't that bad if you were paying attention. If you're oblivious to your surroundings and just walking in a line staring at your phone, you would have missed a couple of things that you had to do before you could go to the metal detectors and try to get in. That being said, it wasn't exactly organized well, but me being paranoid and on point at all times, I saw what was going on and we got in fast. You actually got to keep your phone, just had to put it in what looked like a dry bag that you would take on a flow trip. So you got to keep your phone, you just couldn't look at it. But there were stations all around the arena that you could go to where the magnet would unlock your bag and you could look at your phone. Leaving sucked a little bit, but not because of the bags, because they all had they had all of the stairwells locked. So you had to use the escalators. And the problem with Chappelle not getting there till 1115 to 1130 is that the Enterprise Center has a curfew. So his set was super short. Rocks was super long. And the opener came back out after rock and did crowd work. It was rough. Donnell Ronning, uh, geez, Donnell Rawlings opened that show. I don't know. I was going to ask you if you knew who the opener was. Let's see. Uh, there it is. I want to bet the Enterprise Center does not say who the opener was. Of course they don't. How disrespectful. <laughs> I want to say it was Donnell. Anyway, I want I want to say. I want to say, but either way. Either way. So, yeah, he had he didn't apparently have as bad a time as so my response. So that was a long text to read, nonetheless. Yeah. And my response was, this is all fine, but you didn't run to your local news station and bitch about it. He's like, no, those people are idiots. I'm like, so well, do, you, you do you think that anything, do you think you? <laughs> do you think that's how that happened? I love you, A.G. I, I know there. Uh, I know you sent me the article of people complaining about it. Is that people that went to the the news station to complain or like how, how did they get that? Cause I, I feel like they would have to be out there trying to get that information from people. Here's what I want to believe based on the first person featured in that article, the color of their skin and their name. I want to believe that they went to the news and, and bitched. <laughs> That's what I want to believe. They le they left straight from the show. <laughs> I think their white privilege <laughs> was on high and they were upset and someone had to know about it. That's what I think. Okay, so you're going to make this a white privilege thing. It's 100% a white. Again, 
How many people? But but is it who are not is it, white, is it a white? Did you hear? Is it a, about is this? it a white privilege thing because of the situation and how they act, or is it a white privilege thing because it was black comedians on stage? That has nothing to do with it, right? That has nothing to do. Okay, with I just that. want to make sure. I want to make sure you this weren't tying that in somewhere because I didn't understand how you were doing it. it. You're way <laughs> overthinking this as usual. Yes. Uh. Again, dude, it's just not something that I would complain about. I mean, it, it's, you know, those, you know, the joke of first world problems. I mean, that's the epitome of a first world problem. My comedy show started late and I couldn't look at my phone. It's like, okay. Well, do you know there were people trying to go through Ticketmaster, contacting Ticketmaster to try to get half of their money back because they only got to see half of Dave Chappelle's set? <laughs> No words? You have nothing? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm speechless at those people. Those people are, I, I just. I mean, I understand that it, that it's not his fault, like Dave Chappelle's fault. And I'm not saying that anybody should be able to get their get their money back like that, but kind of a crappy situation. Especially, yeah, especially but if. Life sucks sometimes. I know, but if you're paying that kind of money for tickets, that's what sucks. I mean, uh. Incubus got canceled, albeit I got a refund. They reannounced the tour, and guess where they're not coming? That's... Oh, really? They're not? <laughs> no, wow. and my buddy who was supposed to go with me that <clears throat> night actually tweeted at them. He's like, hey, what about uh, St. Louis? Because they're going to, like, uh, Rogers, Arkansas, which I've been to, by the way. Mm-hmm. And... uh He's like, fucking Rogers, Arkansas? What about St. Louis? And I was like, hey, bro, calm down. There are some fine folks in Rogers. I've been there a couple of times. But no, they're not coming. Huh. They're not coming. Weird. It's a bummer. I want to, let's let's make a bet right now because I have not looked. Did you hear that Fallout Boy and Bring Me the Horizon are doing a stadium tour together? I did not. Uh, so we're going to look it up right now. Okay. What's the over or under? Or do you think they're coming to St. Louis? You want to make a friendly wager right now? What's your? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll do St. Louis. You think it's coming? Yeah, they'll do. They'll do Enterprise. Okay. Let's find it out. Uh, Fallout Boy announced a massive tour with Premium Horizon, Alkaline Trio, Newfound Glory, and more. Jesus. Starting in June on the 21st, they, they will be at Wrigley Field in Chicago. That's a given. On the, on the 23rd, they will be at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in oh, wow. Maryland Heights, Missouri. I stand corrected. So they're going from Wrigley Field to an amphitheater. What happened there? Yeah, they're doing like a mix of amphitheaters and stadiums. Very bizarre. So you're asking why they didn't do Bush instead of? Well, I know why they're not doing Bush. Because they can't fill it? Fuck no. But There's they can no fill way. Wrigley? Uh, have you ever been to Wrigley? No. Not that big. Oh, really? Not that big. Okay. Also, a shithole. <laughs> Sorry, Cubs fans. <laughs> it smells like piss. That was an interesting tour, though. I would go to that. 
I would for sure. I wonder who the uh, I wonder so, who the more is. So Newfound Glory, Alkaline Trio, Fallout. Well, like Boy. some bands are doing specific dates because I like I follow Four Years Strong because I love them uh, on social media, and they announced that they're doing uh, Fenway Park. Doesn't in Boston? Doesn't Bring Me the Horizon kind of seem like the odd man out in that lineup? Uh I want to say yes, but no because they're so big. I think it's okay. just a win for everybody. To be okay. honest with you. Okay. Uh, so the bands that will be doing uh, specific dates will be Alkaline Trio, Newfound Glory, Four Year Strong, The Academy Is, Games We Play, Daisy Grenade, and Car. Okay. So like I said, Four Year Strong's doing the Fenway Park show, which is dope. Um, yeah, so Fenway Park will be Bringing the Horizon and Four Year Strong. Uh, the other stadiums they're doing so Wrigley Fenway they're doing BMO Stadium in Los Angeles. What's BMO? Who 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 play? Who's? I don't even know what that is. Is that a new name for a stadium? Where did you say it was at? Uh, BMO. No, where outdoor did... stadium located at Exhibition Place tournaments here. What? It said BMO. Los Angeles, California. Oh, Los Angeles. That's what it said. Anyway, it's a cool tour. I'm probably not going to go. But (laughs) you know what this Tuesday is, though? Is uh, Parkway Drive. Oh, yeah. Are you going? Probably going to buy a ticket and just go by myself, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I really want to go. They they released the set list that they're doing on this tour. Someone put it on Twitter. I'm like, I gotta, I, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. It's a fine mix of everything you would expect them to play, and then stuff from the last two records that you would, if you're a fan, would want them to play. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just gonna. God, why does it have to be on a Tuesday? Did I? Why do I we was, do? I was just thinking on a that. Yeah, I mean, like weekend concerts suck. They suck much worse for me, not Weekday you. Weekday concerts? What did I say? Week? Did I say weekend? My bad. You said weekend. Oh, my bad. I, it, Why yeah. do they suck for you more than me? Because I have the travel. I got a life. I got to a tr- job. To try to make that happen. You're like you're like I ten, pay taxes. You're like 10 minutes away from your house. Good point. I'm like an hour 15. Move to <laughs> where everything is then, guy. I am I'm not going to I'm not going to move to St. Louis to be 10 minutes away from a Tuesday concert. It's worth it. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, now I know who I'm sending all the videos to all right. from the show. All right, cool. Uh You said what's, the, um, You said the factory or the pageant? The pageant, right? Pageant, pageant. It, it was the last one was at the factory. And who else is on that bill? Um, I feel like I knew yeah. one of them, but I didn't I know the other. I knew it and I just it just Escape me. Uh, it's not Trivium. Trivium's going out no. with Beartooth, which that's not coming to St. Louis. Oh, well, that of sucks. Of course. Is it coming to like Kansas yeah. City? Kansas City again. Imagine that. Imagine that. I wonder why. Does, uh, does Beartooth not do well in St. Louis? I'm sure they would do just fine. I don't know what it is. Huh. Uh, Memphis May Fire and Currents. That's a Memphis really May good Fire, that's right. I seen them yeah. with a uh, story a few years back at the pageant. 
Yeah, Currents is dope too. Hey, I'm going. I have to go. That's a great lineup. Was it? Was it? Memphis, Memphis May Fire played Red Flag recently, right? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Because I think a friend of yours was telling me at um, a get together we had at your house. I think I guess it was Clyde's birthday okay. party. Okay. That he went to the red flag the night before and the like Marty, that's the lead singer of Memphis Mayfire, right? That he like fell off Maddie. the stage. Maddie, that he fell off the stage. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 That's right. I can't remember who they were with, but yeah, I don't remember, but I, I remember that story and hearing about that at that same party. I need to go. I want to go to another show at red flag. It's a pretty cool little venue. I like it. Yeah. I think it's, really cool and i think it's totally suitable for a lot of the bands that they're booking yeah. you know though i don't want to i don't i i'm trying to find a, a non-insulting way to say this um i don't know i mean bands that can't play arenas i guess is the way that i would put it like what does it fit the same as the pageant or close to it no way really it's got to no, half so of is it, it that I big? Know. I don't know. It seems pretty big. I, I mean, figure, it's a, I figure if you it was fill more, that fucking place, like I figure it's more co- like comparable to pops. Potentially, I mean, but still, you get a lot of people in pops. Yeah, that's know. true. I, I mean, <laughs> I've been I've been to a sold out show there, and it's nuts. So, before we talk about more music, I want to ask you something. Okay. Have you ever done a psychedelic drug? No. 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 Thought about it. Never? Uh, scared of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you scared of? I don't, Just how I would react on it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, trust me, I get it. That's a common fear to have. And believe me, it's a legitimate fear. The only reason I ask is, so last night my wife was asking me, she's like, hey, did you hear about so-and-so talking about their ayahuasca trip. And I looked at her and I I said, there is nothing more boring to me than hearing about someone's acid trip or DMT trip or ayahuasca trip. I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. Was this like a, was this like a celebrity she's talking about or somebody personally that you know? I can't remember. I can't remember. And I asked her and she was like, honestly, I don't even remember that. Uh, But like if I'm listening to Rogan and he has someone talking about DMT or I'm like done, done with this episode. I don't care. It is so boring. And I like how everyone that does a psychedelic once they, they like, especially like someone in the public eye, like they do it once and all of a sudden they're like a high priest of the natural, of the supernatural world. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's not that interesting. You didn't experience anything other than a trip. You're on a psychedelic. You didn't, you didn't go to the afterlife. You didn't get enlightened. You're the same person you were before you did it. Have go to you... a bar. Go to a bar. Take two Vicodin. Go to a bar. Do a bump off a toilet. Drink some beers and get in a bar fight. Be a real adult. Jesus. <laughs> You're going to go to the desert and do ayahuasca. Shut up. Now I, what were uh, you going to say? I think a lot of that is... Joe Rogan cramming that down a lot of people's throats because oh, he's God. just he's so talked about it's like, it a it's million like the times. Animal talk. Yeah, he's talked about it a million times, but uh, you know, 
hasn't Cowboy done it? I think I've heard Cowboy talk about doing it. Yeah, I think, I'm sure he has. Yeah, I I don't know. I it, it interests and even Cowboy talking about it isn't interesting. Well, it, the, it interests and me I, and I, just because it, of of what they say. I'm not saying they went to the afterlife and all that kind of stuff, but like no, I get it. I get all it. of them say that they are they are a different person when they leave that. I don't. I mean, it's just the it's just chemicals in your brain making things crazy, but. Uh, and understanding that, but I don't know. It interests me, but not something that I really have any desire to to do. To do, I don't see that benefiting. Well, you my certainly life anyway. don't want to hear anyone else talk about it, though. Not anymore. No, it was it was cool. It was cool at first at and first. interesting at first. Yeah. So when did they lose you? What made you stop wanting to hear just hear other it, people talk just about hearing their it over fantastic? Or, yeah, yeah. Just hearing it over and over and over again. He had. Uh, I want to say Tom Segura was talking about it on Rogan and Burke Kreischer was like acting like Jesus just sat down beside him and was telling a story. I'm like, dude, it's not that interesting. It's not There's nothing like, and of course, Tom, you know, Tom Segura is like this, like he's very off putting at times because he's so like in his own bubble and like a guarded off freak. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, Acting like Bert, I don't know why you're so surprised about this. I do things without telling you. Like that whole thing. <laughs> she made the whole thing even less desirable to listen to. Just like, ugh, whatever. Isn't it yeah, it, animal isn't it interesting that he can that Tom Segura is able to do that? Like that he can be as big of a name as he is now and be in that circle of people, but also like be just doing his own thing. Like you don't really see it. I think it's it's smart. It's the way you should do things. Yeah, it's it's smart. Yeah, like, but especially the yeah. fact that his, you know, his wife is as big as she is, also as a comedian and stuff. But they also like are just yeah, like you said, guarded. Like they're not just all in the fame. They're kind of like, hey, I got a family over here too, so that's what I'm doing whenever I'm not doing the fame thing. Yeah, I mean, I met guarded in both a good and bad way, but. uh I mean, I think it's the same thing as like Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan's in his own bubble, and I think he's totally out of touch with the rest of the world. Did you watch that video I sent you of Louis C.K. calling him out? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Can, oh, uh, ex- man. Explain it to me, or do you do you want to play it? I don't know. Pull it, pull it. Just YouTube. Uh, Louis C.K. calls Joe Rogan entitled, or something like that. Okay. Is it a long video? No, it should only be like a couple minutes. Okay. Calls out Joe Rogan to his face. The world, so. Can you hear I was this? watching this yeah. video where these guys yep. were talking about Lex Friedman and Andrew Huberman were talking about uh, saunas and cold plunges and stuff yeah. like that and like the benefits of it. They're just, they're two scientists. Yeah. They're talking about the, pause the, real quick. the provable benefits. I can't imagine who on this earth would be entertained by Lex Friedman and Andrew Huberman talking about that. Like, who would listen to that <laughs> is my first thing, besides Joe. Because apparently he's riveted by two boring people <laughs> speak about two boring things. Anyway, sorry. 
proteins, heat shock proteins, cold shock proteins. And then I'm reading the comments mm. where some guy was like, yeah, well, you, you guys aren't talking about how much it costs to mm. buy a sauna. You're making it seem like it's all free. And like, like what are you supposed to do? Like, you every fucking thing? You're like, I'm sorry <laughs> if you're broke. Oh, no, you have but, the conversation for right. people that can live that way. Well, I mean, not just... But it's just funny. It's, but it's not... Un, in, it's not impossible to achieve. We're not talking about yeah. buying a fucking Lamborghini. Yeah, but oh, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with talking about that stuff because other people can't afford it. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's actually part of why people are miserable is because they're actually it's a ridiculous conversation. It's a ridiculous. <laughs> it's not like the way, the the earth and the experience of like competing okay, for pause it. food and oxygen and living in the so. Louis C.K. just had a real reaction to something that he didn't like, right? But this is also Louis C.K.'s comedy. But here's the thing. While what he just said made me laugh, I don't think he's joking. No, okay, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how he's putting this out there is exactly how he would put this out oh, there yeah. if he was talking about it on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And and because I've already seen this and you haven't, watch how defensive Joe gets. And it and it goes back to what I'm saying. You live in a bubble. Like you can afford a sauna, you can afford all this stuff. Other people can't, and you get defensive when people ask, like, hey, ever thought about talking something about something else we can relate to? <laughs> Which is fine. He can talk about whatever he wants, and I'm with that. But I mean, go ahead on earth you know and living in society and just being a person we've got to some altitude here where we're having some stupid conversations that are just yeah. you know should i do a cold plunger of sauna like what the fuck is that it's not that like it's not you should be ashamed because people can't afford it i feel sorry for the guy in that conversation it's like it's a ridiculous trying to find just the right balance because there's nothing really challenging you because you're not, you don't have any real problems, and you're not, you're not on the earth. You're not standing on the earth anymore. You're in a bu in a bubble where you sort of like maybe I'll try right. this, and maybe I'll just do protein word. now, and I'll do. You know what I mean? It's and you'll never find a balance because life does. That's not a normal life. So right here, Louis C.K. is looking at him, and he knows not like he's a lost human him. Being, you know, he knows that Joe's offended. I mean, but you have what are you going to do? Be poor. But you have a physical body, and if yeah. you have a physical body, there's things that are How beneficial high is he right to your now? physical body. Sure. And if you choose to do those things, you'll have a better body. It'll work better. And if you choose not okay. to do those things, that's good because you think they're ridiculous. So do you think that's high, Joe? Right? Sure. That's boring, Joe. <laughs> like you have a physical body that still doesn't make the conversation not boring. But also. Who wants to listen to the two most boring people on earth talk about that? That's my other point. I thought it was funny. Like, Louie did that a couple of times during that episode. I did watch the full episode. Believe it or not, I still am a fan of Louis C.K. Um, he did that a couple of times about a couple of different things. And then he went on Burt Kreischer's podcast and did it more to Burt on his podcast, which I thought would... Just, oh, Louis I did? Just, Louis did, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Louis did, yeah. Huh. Oh. Called him out for being a rich kid and, you know, living in a bubble, being out of touch with reality and, you know, but yeah. So <laughs> that was very important for you to see because Louis going on these run of podcasts and I feel like he's on a mission to kind of bring people back to earth. That's just what it felt like to me.
I could be wrong. What is your reaction to that, though? Do you like the way that he handled that, or you do you? Because I, 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 I feel like a lot of people were kind of like, "What's Louis doing? Like, just let people be. Like, why do you gotta? Why do you gotta criticize? Like, I don't know because that's what you do. That's what everyone does. That's what we all do. So why why can't Louis do it? Uh, I I think it's very rare that you see anybody calling Joe Rogan out for something like that. Correct. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're scared of the rebuttal that they're going to get back from him or it it, that can, you know, if they, if they're not on point that can make them look bad for calling him out, which we've seen that happen before. But, uh, you know, the behind the scenes stuff too, probably where, you know, I think Rogan flies these people in to do his show. And I'm sure a lot of people are paid to do his show. And you think stuff. so? I, I would I would think so, don't you think? Or you think people just do it for the exposure? That's it. Yeah, I don't think people get paid to do it. So so what about travel and he stuff might, like that? He... Man, I've heard him talk about it in the past. I don't know what it's like now, now that he's in Austin and he is who he is. I don't know. I I don't think people get paid. Okay. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't have any numbers in front of me to, to say that that actually happened. I'm just, that was my thought, but yeah. This came up uh, recently, which I don't know if you're even a fan or pay attention, but Anthony Cumia, um, got into, he got into it with one of his regular guests because the regular guest who was getting paid, albeit a small amount of money, um, was bitching about they weren't getting paid enough to be a recurring guest on his show. And Anthony Kumi was like, dude, you're lucky you're getting paid at all because people don't get paid to appear as a guest on podcasts. Right. They just go, they do it. Maybe Rogan has the budget to pay his. Uh, I doubt it, dude. I really don't think maybe so. Not, maybe not. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, that it, would seem it, like it, a bad deal, though, if he had to start paying people, right? Now, like the now, idea is now, that now they want to come on. And, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it would almost make more sense if it was the opposite, and people were paying to come on his show because they're pay, bit, they're paying for the exposure. I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I don't know it to be true, that some some podcasts are paying people to be on that to help boost their numbers, but I don't know that to be. Obviously, I'm never going to know, but I've heard. You're, so you're saying that I pe- won't say pe- I won't say who people but. are paying to be on a show, or people are paying other people to be on their show. People are paying other people to be on their show to help boost the numbers and the views and all that good stuff. That's kind of gross, right? Well, I mean, I, I is under- it a terrible I, I, business I, move to have someone on your show? Like, say, you know, for instance, let's say I'm I'm a top five welterweight in the UFC. Okay. Mm -hmm. You pay me and I have a giant following on social media. I'm, I'm loud. I'm boisterous. I'm, I'm all over the place. People follow me, right? I get views upon views upon views, no matter what I do. It could be on Instagram. It could be on TikTok. It could be on YouTube. It could be anything. Um, You pay me 10 grand to come on your podcast. And that turns into a million plus views for you. 
seems kind of worth it. Yeah, I'm not. No? I'm not saying it's a bad business move. I'm just saying that it's. You don't you don't have that. And by the way, with me just saying that I was a UFC welterweight might have <laughs> given away who might be paying people if you caught on to that. But go ahead. But it's not that way with Rogan, I guess, because he there he has no reason to be to need to pay it's people. The largest I guess. platform yeah. on earth, man. I don't yeah. think he needs to, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I obviously you go on there depending upon who you are and what you do for a living. Specifically, if you're in the entertainment industry, you go on there it. it it benefits you tremendously yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tremendously. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but that, but that's another reason why I say it's rare that anybody calls out Rogan because you're burning, you're basically burning, scared a, you're burning a bridge, a, a massive I don't think Louis gives a, a fuck. no, Louis doesn't No, He doesn't. That's why I like him. Yeah. He doesn't need that. If nothing, if nothing else, he probably got more views because of calling Rogan out. 100%. So that video is everywhere. Yeah. That that video we just watched is one person's out of a thousand out of you know out of a thousand takes on that small little tidbit of a you know 3 hour podcast with yeah. Louie. Yeah. So because people don't people don't like people don't call Rogan on his bullshit most of the time. I've seen very few people do it. Bill Burr's done it. Louie's done it. Uh but Burr hasn't done it in like a. It is more of a joking way when he's done it, right? Yeah, I don't know. They kind of got into it pretty hard about uh, masks and uh, the coronavirus because the last time Bill Burr was on there, and if ironically he hasn't been back, was sort of mid-pandemic. So I don't know. But Bill Burr, you Bill Burr, you could tell was very sort of like because Joe was kind of like trying to call him a pussy for wearing a mask, like outside, you know, out in public. And Bill Burr was like, "I'm not going to do this with you, dude. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to just abide by the rules that they've put, they've set. Like, right? You know that whole thing. Um, which good for him. You know that whole that whole thing." And God, God forbid we go down a COVID road, which I'm not. But that whole thing about the masks and like, you know, people, you know, like if you see someone today still wearing a mask, do you even bat an eye? Do you even think about it twice? Or you just go, huh? Hey, that's their decision. They, you know, they're paranoid. They do what they got to do. That whole thing. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at mainly because you don't see it very much anymore. I mean, I definitely notice it because they're still like kind of like a sore thumb in most places right now. But yeah. it like I don't look at that person as like a pansy or anything like that. I'm just like, well, I also I, I also don't know what their situation is. You know, they may have Correct. they may have a, an immune system that isn't great for it for Correct. some reason, and they you know, and whether the mask works or not, I don't know. I told you you know a couple weeks ago that when we get the sniffles around my house or one of us starts feeling sick, we normally throw a mask on and that's mainly for my kid, whether it helps or not, I don't sure. know, but I know that he hasn't gotten sick when the we've idea been sick. Is to so... protect him from you. Exactly. Not you from him. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to guess. I'm not even going to try. I, I'm exhausted at it. <laughs> well, like uh, two weeks ago, I had to go get some blood work done. 
and uh, I'm in the waiting room, and it clearly say it says all over the building, put on a mask. Mm-hmm. They have masks lying everywhere, and there's this guy sitting there and just didn't have one on, and he got there before me, and I was there a good 10, 15 minutes uh, before you know a nurse came out and said, "Sorry, you you need to have a mask on to be sitting in this waiting room," and he, you know, a little bit of a fuss out of him. And she goes, sir, I have a mask. I can give you one if you don't have one. She was being very polite. And I wanted to be like, if he kept going, I'd be like, bro, just put the fucking mask on. We're all here for the same reason. They're going to take your blood and you're going to be gone. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, fuck. What? I, I don't understand. Uh, but that's, those are human life. That's what we do. Um. Before we get out of here and moving on to something a little bit more positive, wouldn't stop hating on Joe Rogan, even though it's fun. <laughs> well, uh, my takeaway from that was good for Louie. Um, you know, that whole bubble thing and that whole like, and again, they can talk about whatever they want. Tom Segura actually got really defensive because his fans were kind of like calling him out for like, all you guys do is talk about expensive shit. Now you talk about watches and cars that none of us can afford and, it's not fun to listen to. And he, he went on this whole, did I send you that? I don't think so. He went on this whole rant about like, Hey, guess what? You're listening to my podcast and other people in your life are going to talk about shit that you can't have deal with it. Why is it my problem? You can't afford a nice watch and blah, 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 blah. A lot of people reacted poorly to it. I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, he's right. But also people get to complain about what you talk about if they're your fan. You're supposed it's supposed to be a comedy podcast. Talk about something funny. Rolexes aren't funny. <laughs> but you get to talk about but what it, you want. But in the end, he, he I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, but in the end, he it's also like he said, you're listening to my show. You don't if you don't want to hear me talk about it, then don't listen that's, to my show. That's been our that's been our rebuttal to any of this stuff from day one. Yeah. You can just turn it off and revisit it later. Right. Maybe they'll be talking about something you like. Right. But speaking of getting defensive, did you see that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame issued a statement kind of defending what they think rock music means? Because I guess this year's nominees brought up again, brought out a bunch of haters and critics about the, who was nominated. This is an every year, every year thing, though, right? Every year, every when, year. When we but talk- they've never they've never publicly stated what their criteria is. Not that I can remember. You know, but they've always had people guessing and every year I think me and you've talked about it probably every year that we've talked about who was inducted and stuff. And we've said, what is the criteria? Because we're talking rock and roll hall of fame. Should we just call it the music hall of fame? I don't know. Yeah. But you're all over the map. If you're really talking about what you think rock and roll music is. I agree. I agree. I, I think rock and roll is a, it's a marriage of several different subgenres or genres of music or genres or or I'm sorry, let me let me take this back. It's a marriage of several different cultures that came together and formed a lot of different sounds that could be considered rock and roll. But their response was actually their their statement was actually in response to people bitching about uh Dolly Parton being nominated. Okay. Um, but I, re- I'll be honest with you when this came out, 
I was expecting a bad statement from them. And I actually, I don't mind it. I kind of agree with them and I kind of like what they said, but they said, you know, they said, uh, the rock hall said that rock music is not defined by any one genre, but rather a sound that moves youth culture. I agree with that. Now I think it moves all culture or it should anyway, not, not just necessarily youth, but, um, but in response of Dolly Parton's criticism, we praise her brilliant talent and pioneering spirit. Um, the revised mission statement expands on that, adding that born from the collision of rhythm and blues, country, gospel, rock and roll is a spirit that is inclusive and ever changing. I don't like that answer as much. That's yeah. a generic sort of like, I'm trying to be poetic and a little too serious. But, type also, answer. but also kind but of leaves it open to and, open. and, and very broad. Open, but if you've gone back and done a little bit of research as to who were the first rock artists and when did rock and roll actually get when did the when did the ter, when did the term start and who were the first artists like naming those specific so you know blues rhythm and blues country and gospel that's really where rock came from for real yeah um, have I taken a couple of rock history classes for credit yeah I have. <laughs> Call me a dork. You know, it's an, it's an elective. I'm yeah. going to take it. I'm a rock and roller. I want to learn. It's fine. Hey, but- I, I, while I'm thinking about this, I had a question that I've been wanting to ask you, and I forgot until now. Um, the genre of classic rock. Yeah. The, is that distinct to one era? Like what, no. like, like when, no, when, no, 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 no. when will classic rock not be considered classic rock again? Or will that, like, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing like seventies, eighties, is that what you're going to consider classic rock or just seventies maybe? No, because Nirvana gets played on classic rock stations now. So does Pearl Jam. So does. Okay. So, Violet. so my, so my question is the farther, the, the further in years that we keep on going, is it always so like 30 it, years? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Lincoln Park will eventually be played on classic rock. When was our first record? 2000? I think so. So we're about <laughs> seven years away from Lincoln Park being clip played on classic rock stations. I think the standard is usually 30 years, if I'm not mistaken. So anything 30 years and longer ago is is considered classic. So now, so we're... I believe so. Okay, but... In seven years, in your head, if you think classic rock, are you going to think Linkin Park? You're probably not, no, right? You're probably going to think more like will. Guns N' Roses and bands around that time, right? Well, again, you have to understand that this was a ra- this is a radio format. Classic rock was started by the radio stations, right? Right. It was a format that was created by the radio stations to get listeners. So we're not going to play what's current now. We're going to play what was current a few years ago to bring that nostalgia, again, to use that word nostalgia, make people feel nostalgic and want to listen to the music that they grew up on. That's what it is. And that got really popular in the 90s, if I remember correctly. Classic rock stations blew up in the 90s. So in the 90s, were they playing songs from the 60s? In the 90s, they were playing... Led Zeppelin, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Rolling Stones, classic rock. What would have been considered 
classic rock in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. I just, I guess never, I never thought that like Lincoln park or somebody, even Nirvana, I, I know, I know you're saying they get played on classic rock stations and I get that, but the term classic rock to me goes back to, like I said, like guns and roses and, uh, you know, bands around that, that time period. Well, it wasn't that long ago that Guns N' Roses was named classic rock or considered suitable for a classic rock station. But Appetite for Destruction came out in 1987. So, yeah, it's a long time ago, man. Well, I know. I get I get it. I get it. You know, I, I guess my ter- my thought was like, when is classic rock not classic rock anymore? I guess. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so saying like, they, like, does like it move? Band. Like, does classic rock move past, or is it just more no. bands get added to classic rock? More bands get added to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got gotcha. you. They just, they, yeah, yeah. Okay. I always thought of like classic rock, like I said, as a like a time period, more like what new, like a new metal or like a no, 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 you no, know, no. an R and B or something like that, like a genre. I don't think classic not a time rock period. is a genre of music as much as it is a radio format. Okay. All right, that makes sense. My opinion, but I also, I think I'm right. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Let's go over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for 2023, which I'm sure we will see people be bitching about much more as we get closer. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sorry, these are the nominees. The inductees will be named in May. Uh, 14, here's the thing. My, My one criticism, because none of this matters, I'm all for just everyone getting in. Uh-huh. Like, did you put out some good albums? Do you rock or are you awesome? Or did you have some sort of influence over anyone? Then get in. I don't care. But like to have 14 nominees to choose from seems there should be like five. Five to pick from, three get in. And the two that didn't get in, you get to go back next year. Like, it seems like we. this is such a long list to choose from. And I think these are some of these are carryover, but so... Your girl Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott. Would Kate Bush I have got? People, would, would would she even be a nominee if no. it wasn't for Stranger asking, Things? No. no, that's insane, right? One, I don't, so, one, I don't think. I could be wrong. She might have been on a, a previous list. I don't think she was. Huh. I've never seen her name floating around. Yeah. So you have Kate Bush, Cheryl, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, which I'm sure people will bitch about. Uh, so Iron Maiden should have been in a long time ago. That, yeah, that, not, that's no kind idea. of that's kind of. Uh, have they been nominated in the past and didn't get it? I want to say yes. Okay. To that, uh, Joy Division, New Order. I think they're going to get in because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame likes to be a little bit cool with it. Cindy Lauper, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson. Again, how's he not in? Yeah, for sure. Like. Rage Against the Machine, they will get in. Soundgarden, they will get in. The Spinners, and I actually have seen that name before. Um, a Tribe Called Quest, which I really love. People will probably bitch about it. Going, going back to Soundgarden, Ga- Sound is Chris Cornell in solo? Or is he in with Audio Slave no, or no, anything no. like that? No. No? Soundgarden would be the first of okay. he to be okay. considered. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, the White Stripes, which, you know how I feel. And Warren Zavon. Eight artists or groups are appearing on this list for the first time. Sorry, I did not look at this before. So Cheryl Crow, first time being nominated. Missy, 
first time Joy Division, first time Cindy Lauper, George Michael. This is Willie Nelson's first time. No way, really? The White Stripes and Warren Zavon. So Rage has been on there before. Soundgarden's been on there before. A Tribe Called Quest has been on there before. Iron Maiden's been on there before. Wow, that's bizarre, but okay. So, so if the we, spinners, so, I'm so ignorant right now. But so what if is we were looking song? at controversy in this, Missy Elliott would probably be the biggest, right? Well, there's no controversy, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? As far as yeah, yeah. what rock and roll means or what how it's described or whatever. She moved youth culture. So yeah. by their standards, I think she fits in pretty well, right? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Most of, most of the people on this list should be in. Most of. I don't know how I feel about, I'll be honest. And again, just based on what I, the, my criteria that I listed earlier, like, did you have some sort of impact? You know, did you put out a, a couple of good records? Did you kind of influence a generation of people? Kate Bush and Cindy Lauper, I don't know if you should be in there, but fine, let them in. If they got in, I wouldn't bitch about it. I'm just saying. Uh... Based on my own personal criteria. Yeah, I know. Girls just want to have fun. I get it. But that still. that's what I was gonna say. As far as popularity goes, Cindy Lauper way before Kate Bush. Of course. Of course. But then but again, what I what I said and you agreed, I no way was Kate Bush even put into this conversation if it wasn't for her po- the popularity of that song in Stranger Things over this past year. Well, see, I'm an idiot and I'm wrong because this isn't her first time being nominated. Really? Did it she have more than that song? appearing on the list for the... Fr- I don't know, dude. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there was a record that went along with that song, but... Let's see how many... Um... So if you Google Kate Bush, running up that hill is all that happens. Right. Uh, so she has running up that hill, Wuthering Heights, which came out in 1978. Holy fuck. Well, when did, uh, when did running up the hill come out? 85. Okay. Yeah. I don't know any of these songs. I really don't. Huh? But, uh, my prediction of, of, of the list I think the people that will get in will be Rage, Joy Division, Soundgarden. I, how in the actual fuck are they not in yet? And how how is Iron Maiden? That's my um, that that's the one that has my mind blown more than any of them is Iron Maiden. How are they not in yet? I, and I never realized that a Tribe Called Quest was nominated before. Huh. Like. I didn't even know. I wonder what years they were, but yeah, I don't, I, you know what? I don't know if I can make a prediction because there were like five or six and I'm like, why, why the fuck aren't, why, why wouldn't they be in? It makes no sense. Right. Who got in last year? Eminem. I don't remember now. I'll look it up real quick. Then we can get out of here. But what, quick question. What, does being in the Hall of Fame do for an artist or a musician I mean, or a band? I don't know. 
it does you get to be a part of a night where people celebrate you. I mean, okay, okay. I just didn't know if like that did like actually did anything for you. I mean, I get. I guess it probably gets you some more money in the short term because your name's out there as being nominated. So on people are going to be looking you up and. All yeah, I mean, don't get it twisted. Your streams are going to go up. Yeah. Everything's going to go up. Yeah. Around the time that you, you know, A, you get announced as being inducted, and then B, when the actual, like, the performance happens. Right. I guarantee you Eminem streams went up big time. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. Which worked, uh, worked out pretty well. When That happens in May, right? Or you said... Yeah. yeah. In May? They get inducted in May, and then the concert will follow. It didn't really give a date, but... So he had he had the Super Bowl that rolled into being put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the same time last year. I guess it would have been. I, but didn't mean, I just Super, do? Super I just did an February, episode but... on this solo. Remember? When was that? That was like around. I don't remember when it was. I talked about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm intrigued. I'll be watching. But last year it was, uh, besides Eminem, it was Dolly Parton, Pat Benatar, Eurythmics, Carly Simon, Duran Duran, Lionel Richie, Judas Priest. Um, which again, Judas, how is Judas Priest not in the role? I, I, right. I don't know. I mean, the other ones I'm like, okay, takes a little bit of time. Like Eurythmics, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran. Like, all right, that was the proper amount of time to go by. Judas Priest is like one of the biggest, most influential metal bands of all time. Yeah. You know, and their first record probably came out, you know, I don't know, 97. So did you did you look at the list I sent you of like bands that weren't nominated but could have been? Uh, I did, but I don't remember who was on it. Artists newly eligible for, eligible for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2023, but weren't nominated. So like Limp Bizkit was on there, Evanescence. Yep, yep. And it was based on the amount of time that's gone by. So I guess it's 25 years. 1997, would that be 25 years ago? Do the math. Do the math. I'm not doing it. When? 97? Yeah. 10, 23, 26 years ago? Yeah. So I, Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So it has to be 25 years, not even 30. Uh, or I said 30 for classic rock, but uh, Evanescence System of the Down was dropped on there their too, first right? EP 1998, Queens of the Stone Age, Limp Biscuit, Creed, Godsmack, <laughs> System of a Down, System of a Down will eventually get in. Yeah, Third Eye Blind, Third Eye Blind is an interesting one. I don't know why. I, I agree, that, I, I agree. It's not your typical nominee I could see them getting and, in though. and they're and they're not like in that same somehow they're not in that same group in my head for, of the bands that you just named like Evanescence well and, no no you know System of a Down and and stuff like that they're more of a I guess the right more, line was that post grunge era yeah, of music yeah yeah kind of uh, Seven Dust oh it's a good one yeah the Dillinger Escape Plan. I know they won't get in, but that's a good one to me. Hoopstank. Uh, Put out their I, first record in 1998. I mean, yeah, it was a long time. Huh. 
Interesting. Smash Mouth, your boys. <laughs> Switchfoot. Another good one. And my my favorite, Mudvayne. Has Switchfoot been around that long? 97 was their first record. No way, really? Mudvayne's first record. But they didn't, they didn't hit. In Switchfoot didn't hit until... No, two thousand. Like meant to live, right? That was probably meant to live. That was probably two thousand two ish. Yeah, say that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, the criteria is muddy to me, but I do like the explanation they gave. Just like, did you move culture? Did you shake things up? You know, of all the people I see on this list, I think in some way, probably yes, they did. You know, mm-hmm. from being like one of the original Motown groups to have a hit to being the White Stripes. Yeah, probably, you know, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. You ready to get out of here? Let's do it. I was oh, okay.